Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hey artists, welcome to 2024. It's been a minute. This month has been crazy busy, so I'm sorry I haven't popped in on the pod, but I'm back. Uh, This month we had a big workshop for New York Artist Circle that we did uh, with The Mighty Practice. I I gave a talk on goal setting. Um, I closed up a show here in Austin called Care Take with Annie Miller. That was um, some work I made for my residency last fall at Interlude Projects in Hudson. And um, if you're not in town, but you want to hear about that show and that work and how it came together, um, I did an interview with Glass Tire Magazine uh, last week that came out. So uh, check out our Instagram or our newsletter to hear about that. And what else? Oh, yeah. We started our six-month coaching program groups. Our program is, woof, it's off to a roaring start. Amazing, amazing high vibes folks in these groups. I'm so pumped about everything they're doing. And you know, a cool part of um, the goal setting work that we do is that it's not just you come into the program and you say, hey, there's this thing I want to accomplish. It's been like eating at me for a while. Whether it's, I want to start a new series and I want feedback, I want help getting a residency, I want to leave my job and build my career as an artist, like whatever that is that you're trying to work towards. It's also, you know, we help you set a big vision for your practice. And I think oftentimes we don't sit down and really ask ourselves these questions of, of what do we want our practice to look like in five years, right? What do we want it to look like in 10 years? Where are you living? Who are you in community with? How are you making your money? What kind of stuff are you making? making? What's your creative rhythm like every day? What are you not doing? What's not fulfilling to you? Who are you not around? All that big stuff, which I think of as like the anchor, the thing that really anchors you in how you're taking action and what's important to you and where you see yourself going. So we do that big vision work. They're in the middle of that right now. And I got to say what people are saying and sharing is so inspiring that I'm like, damn, I got to do my fucking big vision work. So I, I uh, did that last week. <laughs> it's, it's really, really uh, exciting to see. So that's what we're up to in the program. If you want to get in on the next session, just go sign up on uh, our website and um, get get in on, on that next group. But today we're going to talk about ambition because in all the artists I talked to this month, I met with a lot of artists, managing our ambition and trying to be in touch with our ambition in a sustainable way felt like a really key theme. And so I wanted to talk about my ideas in how I coach around ambition and how I manage it in my own practice um, and share with that, that with you um, here. So in all of the artists that I met with this month, usually what I found is that people had something really specific that they wanted, that they wanted to make happen. They might be saying, I want a gallery. I want a dealer. I want a solo show. I want a record label. I want to make more sales. I want to just generally make money from my art. I want to leave my job 
I want to go to grad school, right? They have something that's really specific that um, they want. And what's really kind of interesting about ambition, we're in a country in the U.S. where we really, really value ambition. We like really celebrate ambitious people. And the way that I think about ambition is, you know, it, it can be something that eats at us, something that's incredibly unhealthy. You know, we think of ambition as like, there's something that you want, right? You have your eyes set on something, but you don't know how to get there exactly. Like you are in a different place than your ambition. And it's the pain of that distance of where you are now and where you want to go. And that can be the pain of ambition, the distance between where you are now and where you want to go. And I, I want to have a slightly different conversation about ambition today. And I want to tell you my three truths of ambition. Okay, because I also this month, not just talked to a whole bunch of artists, I went to so many different artists workshops on goal setting. And some of this shit pissed me off about the kind of like setting unrealistic expectations for artists around how to approach their goals where I'm already like, wow, that is completely unsustainable, right? That's, that's that you can't do things that way. Like you'll burn yourself out. So we have to really be honest about ambition in our lives and how to make it manageable. Okay. And here, here are Christine's three truths of ambition. Um, one, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. That's, that is the truth of life. And it's hard to accept that sometimes, right? Focus requires confidence. That's the truth. If you want to do something, right? And if you want to pick a direction, if you want to pick a focus, it's hard to do that because it's more exciting to have a lot of different ideas and to let those ideas percolate in the play stage, in the beginning stage, in the incubation stage, and never give them room to grow. But focus requires confidence. It requires confidence to say, hey, I'm going to give this thing a chance and I accept that I can't do it all right now right? You can't do it all at once, <laughs> right? And I'm going to pick a direction. I'm going to pick a focus and I'm going to trust that in giving my attention to this thing and allowing it to grow, I'm giving it a chance. And I have faith in that. And I have faith that the other things that I'm setting aside, I could come back to them later. I don't have to, you know, engage with them right now. And that doesn't mean that they're not important to me, but I'm giving my focus to this thing that I want to see succeed. And it requires that level of confidence and commitment. Okay. That is the truth. So oftentimes the, the pain that can come from being ambitious is that the excitement about a lot of different things and spreading yourself thin and feeling dispersed and staying in that play stage, right? And not doing the work of picking a focus, picking a direction and investing in moving forward. And it's a little bit of like acceptance that you want something to succeed. And that focus is going to require your energy and for you to say no to other things. Okay, so that's truth number one about ambition. You can't do it all. And you can't do it all at, at the same time, right? Your life is a long life, ideally, hopefully, right? So you, maybe you do things later in your life, but accepting right now that picking a focus is going to benefit you and, and giving yourself a break in the things that you're setting aside, okay? Truth number one. Truth number two. Scarcity and ambition are two different things things. We mistake scarcity mindset for ambition. 
Ooh, what is she talking about? Okay. Scarcity is that feeling of never enough, right? It's think about yourself as a well and you're putting stuff in that well and it feels unfillable. Like no matter how much you put in that well, it never feels full. You never experience the satisfaction of having accomplished something or reached a goal or any of that, right? There's always more that you want. And that might be like, I need more shows. I need more recognition. I need more money. I need more flexibility. I need more connections, all of that. It's the feeling of not having enough of something that you want, right? That believing that it is in limited supply, that you will never have enough of it, right? And you're kind of reaching for it with a sense of um, almost like a, a painful kind of desperation feels that feels can be behind scarcity um, and usually what's happening there that feeling is there's something else going on it's not that you ha- just want to accomplish something and when you accomplish that thing you will experience satisfaction you will check it off your box and you know you will land uh, there's usually something else going on it's usually a feeling of not being worthy or needing a sense of security, or having to prove something, right? Or following someone else's model of success. That can be a little bit of it too. We all face this. This is something we all deal with scarcity mindset, especially in the art, so it's really, really common. But check in. When you see yourself uh, trying to strive for something, to trying to move in a direction of something that you're very you know, committed to and, and excited about and you really want... Are you being motivated by a feeling of scarcity, that feeling of never enoughness, that unfillable well, okay? That is not a sustainable motivating force. Scarcity is not a sustainable motivating force. What is a sustainable motivating force? This is why, where I wanna describe what sustainable ambition looks like, okay? There's a patience to it, right? You're excited about something, you see your life as a long-term you know, a long-term commitment to the arts. There's a focus to it. There's a patience to it. It's forgiving. Something doesn't happen. You don't uh, win that award. You don't get that show. You don't get that recognition. You forgive yourself, right? You see, you dust yourself off. You say, okay, it's the next one. If you mess up, you forgive yourself. You laugh about it. You are not single-minded, If you are single-minded, basically what it means is that you're standing on this pillar and you can be knocked off really easily. You're not super grounded, right? But if your ambition is balanced with other things in your life, it's not just the center of your life in a way that's all-consuming, then yeah, you can if you mess up. You can get if you get knocked down, right? You can pick yourself up and you can dust yourself off and you can laugh about it, right? So it's not single-minded. It's an energizing force not a draining one, right? Something happens and you're like, yeah, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm going to keep going. It's energizing. It's not something that feels all or nothing. Okay. Those are the signs that there's a scarcity mindset thing there. So that's my, uh, truth number two about ambition, baby. We mistake scarcity mindset for ambition. Scarcity is not a sustainable motivating force. And oftentimes we are being driven by that and we don't even know. That's number two. All right, number three, this is something that my dad says to me all the time growing up. Uh, It's a marathon, not a sprint. What does that mean? Life is long, ideally, right? And when you're making goals, when you're setting, you know, a vision for your life, when you're developing an ambition, it's over a long period of time. 
ideally. It doesn't have to happen in two years. And yes, we're in, in a society that's like loves it when people are successful and young and highly creative. And there's this horrible model that makes us all feel like we're not creative enough. We're not producing enough. We're not young enough. We haven't done it fast enough. All of that. We got to tune out, tune that out because that's, that's horrible. And that's not actually the people for me that I admire. I admire personally people that are have been doing it for a long time that have had different chapters in their life, different ups and downs. Maybe they had kids, they took a break, maybe they came back, you know, maybe they're, they're killing it in their sixties and seventies in their career, whatever it is. So how can you look at your life as a marathon? What do you have to do now to commit to it as a marathon, not a sprint, not something that's all going to be done and checked off in six months. Okay. That's something we think about in the program too. It's not, my goal is not to get you guys all everything ducks in a row all in six months, but to start the momentum, right? And start moving you in the direction that you want to go. Okay. So oftentimes with ambition, right? We, we set a hard, high bar for ourselves because we think that that demonstrates our commitment to our work. If we set a high bar and we say, this is the thing that I'm going to make happen, then we are saying, I am really committed. I am, you know, confident, all of that, but really the opposite of true, uh, we have to be realistic, right? Setting that low bar is the way that we stay committed to something, the way that we make something a marathon. We do it over a long term. And having that focus and that grounding also takes confidence for you to do that. So are you do setting that bar too high as a way to demonstrate commitment to yourself, but in reality, it's making you feel scarce and stressed and you know promoting inaction versus commitment and action, which is when we have a lower bar. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want to give you uh, a little bit of help when it comes to the ambition stuff. Um, I want you to think about three things. The first one is uh, your season. So here's the trick with ambition. When you have a big, big vision for your life, something you want to accomplish that feels really meaningful to you, oftentimes we think we create this big vision, we see it, and we get really stuck on the how, the how we're going to get there. And we get, when we focus on the how and, and that kind of disconnect be between being here and wanting something over there and not knowing that bridge, like how we're going to create that bridge to get there, we can get really overwhelmed. And when we get overwhelmed, inaction happens, right? We don't do anything. We have that kind of like existential dread, all of that. We've all been there. Okay, so what we have to do instead is we have to make that big vision, but we have to focus on the season that we're in, the chapter that we're in, right, of the marathon, the, the leg of the marathon that we're in. <laughs> okay, so the season is where you are right now. What's going on in your life? What are your assets and resources? The things that, you know, can support your creative work, right? The chapter that you're in, like the, the resources of that chapter. What are the limitations of that chapter? The things that you have to work with versus work against. What is one step in the direction that you want to go taking these things into consideration? That is what your season is about. Your season is about where you are right now and the, the direction that you want to go and one step that you can take considering the resources of the moment you're in and the limitations of the moment you're in. If you want to dig deeper into that, uh, you got to come to the six month program, but that's a little hint of some of the work that we do. Okay. So 
If you're having that big existential how of the big vision, right? Think about what your season is right now and what you can do now to get you moving in the direction of that big vision. Think about yourself as like a ship and you're steering that ship in the direction. When you steer a ship, it's not like you just turn it and it goes 90 degrees immediately, right? It's like a slow process of turning, but we have to set that destination in order to create that beginning momentum. And your season is the effort to do that. Okay, so three questions to take with you. One, what are you choosing to focus on? What is the season about for you? How can you demonstrate confidence through focusing on something, choosing something to focus on, allowing that thing to succeed? Number two, are you being driven by scarcity or ambition? Scarcity, that feeling of never enoughness, never going to have enough, not going to feel worthy, not going to feel approved of, not going to feel accepted. Are you looking at someone else's model that might be the base of that? Ambition is balanced. It's patient. It's focused. It has a sense of humor. It's connected, right? It's not single-minded, okay? It's energizing versus draining. That's the feeling of a sustainable ambition. Okay. Number three, focus on what you can do this season, but anchor yourself in the long term, right? Accepting the marathon energy. Okay. What do you do if you were to accept that this is a marathon, not a sprint? How would that change the quality of your actions? How would that change your patience? How would that change the decisions you're making? Ooh, I love that. I'm going to think about that one too. Okay. Because remember, you don't control the timeline of your results but you control the timeline of your actions. And I can say that from firsthand experience because, you know, I'm in a very, very different place in my creative work, in my business, in the coaching, all of that than I was three years ago. And honestly, it's everything that I'm saying to you guys here is stuff that I put into practice. And I am, I am seeing, you know, I'm seeing it changed my life. I would have never imagined five years ago that I would be able to do what I'm doing now. So this stuff is real and you have to have the patience Uh, to do it and the commitment to do it, right? And keeping it low stakes along the way. Okay, so uh, let me know how that goes. Tell me on Instagram, respond to this podcast. And you know what, guys? If you like this work and you want more people to know about it, please um, share or write a review because that means a lot. So thanks thanks for following along and have a great month. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.